Hello everyone, my name is Daisy Espejo and I'm Winter Smiley and my partner and I today will be discussing a social theory known as Marxism. So you may be wondering, what is Marxism? Well, Marxism is what we know as a social theory that not only examines the social, economic, and political philosophy of its founder Karl Marx, but Marxism collectively dissects class structure, as well as its relationship between the bourgeoisie, otherwise known today to most people as capitalists, and the proletariat, which much of you know as the working class. Karl Marx himself deemed their relationship to be unfair, and he argued for a worker revolution to overturn capitalism in favor of communism, thus creating Marxism. The theory of Marxism as a whole, in turn, focuses on the struggle between capitalists and the working class. But before we delve further into what Marxism is, we should first give some context to the lives of Karl Marx and Friedrich Engels, who developed the theory of Marxism with the publication of the Communist Manifesto. In early May of 1818, Karl Marx was born in Western Germany to Jewish parents. He grew up in a happy middle-class household with eight siblings, and as he grew into his youth, he became more and more fascinated with philosophy, especially during his time at the University of Berlin, where he quickly became involved with the Young Hegelians, a group of intellectuals who discussed, along with some radical ideas, the life and work of the idealist philosopher George Wilhelm Friedrich Hegel. Here, Marx is politicized and began writing his ideas down in local papers. Now, in 1843, Karl Marx had moved to Paris, where he would then meet his lifelong collaborator and friend, known as Frederick Engels, who he would go on to write the Communist Manifesto with. When Engels and Marx first sat down to write the Communist Manifesto in 1848, war raged on in the background as civil unrest spread all throughout Europe, particularly in France. A response to the horrors of capitalism and the social conditions of his time, the Communist Manifesto drew upon history, economics, and philosophy to introduce the concept of communism to the world and to argue that class conflict is the force that drives the development of societies over time, thus leading us to the capitalist society we still find ourselves in today. Karl Marx was no stranger to controversy. However, his Communist Manifesto had created quite the uproar when it was published, in which they had predicted that the upcoming proletariat revolution would eradicate the capitalism for good, and in turn, the new ruling class of the world would be actually made up of the proletariat. In Karl Marx's Communist Manifesto, he described that capitalism is based on commodities, which are things that are bought and sold. And in Karl Marx's point of view, the employee's labor is his form of commodity, but since ordinary laborers don't have the means of production such as factories, buildings, materials, they don't really have the power that a capitalist was in the economic system. But I think the one thing that resonated the most with the readers at the time was that it was pointed out how easily replaceable they were, especially during periods of high unemployment that devalued what they were perceived to be worth. So when working class readers were reading this manifesto, it created an insurgence of outrage. The Hegelian philosophies Marx learned in college proved to be quite useful in Marx's own political development. Hegel was an idealist who believed that one's mind and ideas influenced the external world, 
but Marx subverted this claim by insisting it is the material world which shapes the people who experience it. Marx used Hegel's understanding of history to inform his own thoughts about how society worked. Similar to Lewis Henry Morgan's ideas on unilineal social evolution in which societies develop from simple to complex, the manifesto explained how society evolved from primitive communism to slavery to feudalism until finally capitalism emerged, quote, dripping from head to toe from every pore with blood and dirt. Capitalism did not just emerge out of nowhere, but instead was birthed from a long line of class conflict throughout history, from slaves versus their owners, to landowners versus serfs, and finally to the bourgeoisie versus the proletariat. Marx and Engels also claim that society is composed of two core parts, the base and the superstructure. The base we can think of as the foundation for the superstructure. In society, the base would encompass the means of production, which, as Daisy said, includes the means through which goods are produced, like infrastructure and material goods, as well as the relations people have to such means, or in other words, whether one is a capitalist who owns the means of production or a proletariat who don't own any means of production and must sell their labor in order to survive. The superstructure is then everything else, like laws, culture, government, or family, which are both shaped by and reinforce the base in a cyclical fashion. Thus, Marx's analysis of class conflict as being at the core of society's functioning was centered around valuing empirical facts that come from historical developments, material reality, and relations between people. You see, Europe tries to make believe that everything that comes out of the world comes out of Europe. I told the man, I said, socialism ain't no white thing. He said, yes, it is. He said, Karl Marx discovered it. I told him, Karl Marx never discovered socialism. He cannot. You call the laws of gravity Newton's laws. I'm sure there's a mnemonic device to help you on your quizzes. But you certainly cannot believe that Isaac Newton can found that a body falls at the rate of 32 feet per second squared per second squared. He can't find this. He can't discover it. He cannot invent this. He can only observe it and record it. Discover the law. Uh, Marx did not invent socialism. He cannot invent this. He can only observe it and record it. That was the voice of Kwame Ture, a pan-African socialist and revolutionary who criticized that Marx was not the inventor of socialism or communism, as many like to attribute him to, but rather synthesized information he merely observed from his surroundings. Ture, as Marx himself also emphasized, urged those who arrive at Marx's conclusions, whether from Marx himself or otherwise, to put such theories into what is called praxis, or to uphold and embody Marxist ideologies through action. From a Marxist feminist perspective, there are some criticisms from scholars like Silvia Frederici that argue it does not give the whole picture of how capitalism evolved from feudalism, as Marxism leaves out the crucial role patriarchy and women's resistance have played in shaping capitalism's development. There is also the fact that Marxism alone often comes at the expense of class reductionism. Being a broad base of knowledge, some argue Marxist theories do not necessarily tackle racialized capitalism or the extent to which white supremacy plays a role in exploitation and conflict. To this day, Karl Marx and the idea of Marxism is quite relevant as communism is still around in different parts of the world. Marxism is more than a social theory that exists only in the confines of academic settings or in abstract terms. It has been applied as a political ideology that has shaped revolutions in nations across the globe, from the Soviet Union to Venezuela, Cuba, Chile, Bolivia, 
Vietnam, China, Burkina Faso, and even the Democratic People's Republic of Korea, all of which infuse Marxist philosophies with their own goals for revolution and liberation from capitalism as well as Western imperialism. Marxism also made an impact on anthropology, which in recent years has started to consider the influence of class conflict on society and culture. Take the theories of Eric Wolf, for example, whose anthropological analysis uses Marx's ideas on means of production, societal structure, and power to inform his own ideas on the so-called underdevelopment, or rather, exploitation of countries in the global south. Wolf's theories that emerged in the 1960s helped push anthropology to more closely examine the ways cultures are influenced by power, conflict, history, and exploitation. Overall, Marxism teaches us a great deal about how conflict drives the evolution of society, and its scope exists far beyond theory alone. Ultimately, it's a useful framework for understanding our world, which continues to be ravaged by the horrors Marx and Engels' Communist Manifesto warned us so much about, as well as lays the groundwork for working towards a better tomorrow. But with all this said and done, is that we can see that Karl Marx's ideologies are much still very relevant to this day. Communism has not disappeared, it has simply evolved. Music featured in this episode was created by me, Winter, for the purposes of this podcast. This has been Winter Smiley and Daisy Espejo. Thank you for listening to our summary of Marxism.